welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. I think this is my first episode for 2022, and I apologize for being out of consistency over the last couple of weeks, of course, with the holidays. I was traveling, and then I ended up getting um, COVID on the way back, so took some time off to just allow myself to recuperate and to relax. So I am back. I am feeling inspired. I have a lot of really cool topics that I want to speak about, but I just had to get over that hump of being sick first. So now that I'm back and we're in the new year, I've been having conversations with you guys and speaking to folks who inevitably have been thinking about what is 2022 going to look like for them professionally. So if you are in the camp where you're wanting to hit the ground running really strong in 2022, wanting to start crushing those professional goals, you're in the right place. (laughs) So stay tuned for more content and episodes on that. But I wanted to really jump in today talking about the concept of quitting and those who are at that really uncomfortable crossroads where they're not sure what to do. So maybe they've been in a career rut for a while, or you just know that it's time to do something different. Things at work are blowing up. I call this getting to the point of wanting to rage quit. And this is what I'm going to be talking about today. So if you're in that point, you're asking yourself, okay, what am I going to do? What what can I do to be most efficient? I'm hanging on a thread. Everything is really crappy at work. Then this episode is for you. So first, I want to define rage quitting as getting to the point that's super, super unbearable where you're sort of at a mental breaking point. And it's totally not a fun place to be in. I resonate with this so much. It's that feeling of like wanting to throw your laptop out of the window, wanting to scream, wanting to just to be on the floor and cry it out. I'm saying all of this from very firsthand experiences just to normalize the conversation. Um, And it might be super uncomfortable of just wanting to break down in tears because it all just feels like it's so much and you're fed up with everything. There's no way out. And it's that feeling of, I call it rage quitting, because the only other option it seems like at this point is to just put in your notice and to leave altogether. So I know this feeling really intimately because it was me and I had that very whiny side of my brain that was doing all of these things, but then externally, nobody knew that it was happening. Nobody knew the level of discomfort that I was in. Nobody 
knew that I was suffering with these issues, except maybe those closest to me that had a sense of what was going on. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking more about what do you do when you're in this situation, or if you actually see someone or you know that you have a good friend that is in this spot, please share this episode with them as well, because I want to address how do we get out of this type of state of being. It, trust me, it doesn't last forever, but it can totally start to spiral you if you're not able to manage the emotions and the thoughts that are coming up out of this sequence. So if you know someone that is also going through this and you think that this could help them, please share this episode with them. Because for me, I've not only gone through this experience myself, but I've also coached and spoken to hundreds of people who are in the same type of situation. So first off, it's an underlying theme and you are not alone. You are not crazy. You are not your thoughts. You are not alone, no matter how isolating this might feel. So let's like reel it back a little bit and see what actually causes this feeling of wanting to rage quit. What causes us to reach a breaking point where we cannot actually do anything about it, our situation, or we feel so hopeless about our situation? What's behind that? Maybe it's because you've wanted change for a while and you're just super fed up with the work, doing the things day in and day out, unable to take the toxicity unable to take maybe some of the microaggressions that you're experiencing at work or feeling like no one understands and that your experience is being gaslighted by those within the organization. That can be absolutely one of them. The other one that I see is that environments are just absolutely chaotic. Maybe there's just a lot of change going on in the environment, people leaving, new management coming. It's just a very unstable place where there's a lot of change constantly going on. Maybe you've gotten a lot of new managers. There's just no stability and no consistency. And it can really cause a mental exhaustion and that fatigue that I'm talking about that wants us to feel like the only way out of it is by leaving. And the third thing that I've noticed that causes people to hit this point is that they don't feel like they're able to make strides in their professional career. So maybe they've tried to do a career transition or do a job search and they've done the rounds of interviews, but either they're not moving forward in the process or maybe they are moving forward, but they just know that that's not what they want to do. So they ultimately feel stuck like their career is not progressing. Um, And it could also be that it's a combination of just their heart's not in it. They know that they need some change, but they're so exhausted by the day in and day out of what's happening that they don't have the time to designate to doing anything towards a transition because they're just so emotionally occupied. These are all reasons that cause us to get to the point of wanting to just throw it all away and rage quit. So now that we normalize the causations for these feelings, there's also a couple of thought patterns that I have observed 
in speaking to people who are in these situations. I'm on to all of you guys. I speak, I listen, and I hear what you guys are going through. And I'm going to point all of these out because chances are, if this is you and you have these underlying thoughts that are preventing you from moving forward, just recognize that it's all very normal and there's completely a way out of it. But the first common thought that comes up is, I am not a quitter. There's like this sense of pride of knowing that you're able to, I don't know, work your way through things. You're really hardworking. You don't like quitting. You're a fighter. They're telling yourself these things like, I'm strong. I can endure this. I can work hard and just continue to prove myself through this period of time, which is kind of a dangerous mentality to have because it can continue to draw out and draw out and draw out for weeks on end, months on end, and years on end. And having been through this before, where I recognized that that thought drew out for like a series of a couple of years in that type of environment that I was talking about, that will actually really start to um, mess with your mental and emotional health because of this thought that I don't want to quit. So to just even shift out of it, sometimes quitting is the best thing to do. But of course, you got to be strategic about it, which we can talk about a little bit later. But if you're holding on to this thought where you know it's the right thing to do, but you don't want to do it because you're so stubbornly ingrained in this identity that you're a person who doesn't quit and doesn't give up, then that is going to keep you stuck. All right. The second very common thought that comes up is thinking that your situation will get better when, let's say, when I get that promotion or when that new person starts or after I get my bonus or whatever the situation is, that goalpost is always going to continue to move. And it takes a little bit of honesty to really ask yourself, okay, will it really actually get better when you have whatever check in the box? Will you mentally and emotionally feel better from that? Or are you just giving yourself that reason? And I'll say this very openly too. Sometimes people think it'll get better after I go on vacation and I feel more relaxed And, you know, it might make sense, but if the underlying core issue is that there is an inability to manage the overwhelm or the thoughts, then you're just going to fall right back into the same pattern. So recognize that if your story or if the thought that you're telling yourself is that it's going to get better when XYZ happens, the only thing that will actually help it get better is if you do something about it, not just from an action perspective, but also from a thought perspective, if you start to think about it differently. Okay, the third very common thought that I see people hold on to when they're really wanting to quit, but not allowing themselves to do that, is that they have this thought, I have so much responsibility and so much work going on, I just can't get away from it because I'll feel bad, I'll feel guilty, they need me. All of these sorts of reasons that they tell themselves that prevent them from actually doing something. So just a reality check, the person that needs you the most right now when you're in that type of state is you. You need yourself the most and Putting work and prioritizing it over yourself 
isn't going to help because right now the person that you need to trust and to tune into and give more attention to is really yourself. It's like that saying when you're on an airplane and they're going through all of the the warnings, if the oxygen mask falls down, make sure you put it on yourself before you help other people around you. It's like that saying when you're at that breaking point and you're not putting the oxygen mask on yourself, but you're so concerned about is it going to work well for my team? Is it going to work well for my direct reports for everyone around me? I have so much. You're basically putting all of the energy and attention on everyone else around you except yourself. So if you have that creeping thought in your mind that tells you, I just can't quit, I just can't give myself a break because there's so much to do, that is actually when you need self-care the absolute most. So now that I've identified what that state of mind looks like and a couple of very common thought patterns that I see, here's the bottom line. Like, what is all of this costing you? And is it really worth your mental and emotional well-being? Because it does come with a breaking point. And a lot of times, this is when people start to reach out to me for those conversations. They're at the bottom of the bottom, and sometimes they just feel like they have no way out, and it's super common. So if you find yourself on a consult call with me and you're crying because it's all very overwhelming. Like I just want to acknowledge that it's completely normal and it's totally fine because that's when I start to recognize when the person's ready to do something about their situation, that when they finally realize they have enough agency and control over themselves and what they want to do. And they desire that so much to do something different. That's actually a point of being able to celebrate and taking that step towards getting out of that situation. But not everyone does that, right? Sometimes people who are in this point, they'll just continue to vent it out. And we know who these people are. They're disgruntled. They go to their friends, their family, their coworkers, pretty much everyone around them. And they vent and they complain without actually doing anything about it, without actually having the right conversations with the people they should be having conversations with. Maybe it's their boss. Maybe it's the person that's giving them a hard time at work, right? Very common to avoid where the conversations actually need to be directed. So sometimes people will vent it out and sometimes people will want to do something about it. You know, they'll start to enroll and work with a coach or they'll be really committed to doing some developmental work on how to get out of the situation. Or the third alternative is sometimes they just don't do anything thinking that time will resolve it. So they just kick kick it down the road until they can't kick it down any further. Those are all options that end up happening. And that's okay. There's no judgment, no shame. If you're in one or the other, that's fine. But just recognize which camp that you might fall in. And here's the thing. When I do start having these conversations with people who so desperately want to get out of their situation that they're in, you have to know that you are completely worth it. A lot of times we're in a fragile state of mind 
when we're so burnt out and we're so just tired and exhausted from all of it that that's, like I said earlier, that's when we need ourselves the most and learning to invest in yourself, that you are absolutely deserving of investing in yourself, that you're deserving of a true break and that you don't need permission to quit and you don't need permission to do anything, but it's all within your control. So working through a lot of this starts with shifting the mind and learning to get a grip of the the emotions. It's being able to break out of these patterns that make you feel so disempowered. And a lot of it is the thought work. It's being able to adjust, give yourself permission, give yourself the credit for everything that you've gone through. And so that by readjusting the thoughts that you have about the situation, I promise you will readjust and change how you feel about it. And when you feel differently about the situation, then you're able to start acting differently. But a lot of this starts with learning to manage the mind, learning to manage the thoughts and learning to manage those emotions that come up. Because You know, if you're in a situation where you're not able to do that and you want to rage quit, you just want to turn in those two weeks and leave with your hands throwing and wailing up in the sky or whatever, (laughs) whatever that image is, then you are going to burn the bridge. And that's the other thing I see is that people who are in that spot and they don't want to burn the bridge, they just feel like they have nowhere to turn to be able to get those emotions out. So, you know, there's always a choice. You have a choice of how you want to do it. I've been, um, I've seen both sides. I've seen people who resign and transition in a very, very elegant way that ends up becoming both a win-win for themselves and a win for the organization. And then I've also seen very immature ways of how people leave. Um, you know, I've been in HR, so I've seen a lot of these things on the other side of the table. I've seen people just go on up and quit because they were just so frustrated and they couldn't handle it. And then they, they sort of embarrass themselves at work and in those situations. So there's a choice. You can choose the way that you want to react. Um, but I'm here to tell you that a lot of it is manageable, starting with how you want to manage the thoughts, how you want to manage those emotions. So I end up coaching a lot of my clients through these situations and really being there to help guide them through and to just help them feel confident in their next choice of action. Because a lot of times people want to have a plan of attack, right? If you're going to be quitting, you don't want to just not have a plan. You don't want to just not know what you're going to do afterwards. So coming up with a plan of how are you going to transition? How do you want to resign? Wouldn't it be nice to quit with integrity and to be proud of the way that you exit? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to negotiate some sort of sweet transition plan to give you give you more time and also to do the right thing by your employer who needs you because right now you're the single point of failure and if you leave, everything crumbles. Wouldn't it be nice to find something that works for both parties? And 
The other thing that I help them through is how then to better handle those emotions. It partially comes with learning the art of detachment, not just from like shutting off at work, you know, it's five o'clock, I'm going to close my laptop, but it's also how do you then leave that at work? And I know it's complicated now because a lot of us are working from home during the pandemic. So our work lives and our personal lives are all intermingled. But I'm saying is once you're done with work and your laptop is closed, being able to shut off and cut those ties off so that when you're home with your family, you're not languishing in thought of what's happening at work and what you're going to do next, because that pulls away from the ability to be present. So that's a skill to learn of how do you then learn to manage those emotions and compartmentalize the work and who you are and really learn to be present with those that you love. And then the other thing that also commonly comes up that I think is very important to to be honest about is like sometimes people will come to coaching knowing that they need a break and they haven't really figured out anything else yet and they just want to give themselves the time they want to take some time to figure it out maybe people have something lined up maybe they don't have something lined up but being able to actually just Give yourself the permission that you're in control in the situation, that you can take as long of a break as you need or as short of a break as you need, but that you don't need permission from anybody else around you to do that. I mean, of course, you want to get the buy-in from your partner um, to make sure that they're on board and that they're comfortable with it, but you don't actually need the permission to do that. So... So when you think about all of these possibilities that are able to be had while you're in that mode of feeling just super stuck, then a few a few things will actually happen. You know, you could leave your role with dignity, with calm and with confidence, knowing your worth, standing tall and confident that you did the right thing for yourself. And there's no mind drama about what that next step is going to look like. You know, being able to clean up all of the thoughts and the emotions behind that decision, behind the next steps of job searching, of managing finances. You see, it really is so interconnected with so many of these different aspects. But when you start to recognize your worth and that you have that self-confidence in yourself, then everything else just starts to lessen in intensity. And then you can actually start feeling good about the goals that you're setting for yourself instead of getting super wrapped up in the drama of how am I going to find a job? How am I going to make rent due? How am I going to do all of these things? But it really just starts with learning to shift that mindset immediately to know your worth, to know that you're confident and calm in that situation. Or, I mean, the complete opposite of that is you can leave your mind and your emotions completely unmanaged. You can absolutely quit. You can allow those emotions to take over and just sort of explode outwards. Um, But then imagine if that's the type of situation you're in, that's totally going to affect how you come across in the job search. 
You know, there's that energy of desperation that people might have when they're coming from that state. And I don't know about you, but when there is that desperate energy that comes out, people can totally smell it on the other side. And it just completely shifts the entire game of how things are done. Then the, the job search feels longer. It feels like, you know, there's more frustration, all of these things. So there's so two very different drastic worlds that you can come um, and approach this from when you're in that state. But just recognize that it really just starts by learning to manage your mind and learning to reel all of that in. It's your choice. I'm all for whatever it is that you want to do, but recognizing that you have choice in this situation. And I can't tell you how many clients came to me for exactly this, because since the pandemic has started, it's been a bunch of different issues that we've never really experienced before in the workplace. And that makes sense why there's this whole great resignation going on and everyone's and ends up in a different place, um, specific and unique to their own situation. Like I mentioned, some people will quit and then give themselves a break before going to the next thing. Or some quit and then they immediately have something line up. They transition a lot sooner than they thought they would. And that length in between their old role and their new role is something that's within their control. And I actually love when this happens because I always tell them, I tell my clients that it's probably not going to take you as long as you think to find something. Again, that main shift really starts with coming from a place of feeling confident, knowing your worth, and getting a grip about the situation. And the sooner someone can tap into that energy, the faster their transition is going to happen. But if they're not able to do that and their mind continues to be left unmanaged, then of course it's going to get drawn out even longer. And the other thing that ends up happening um, that I've seen is sometimes people end up staying at their jobs, recognizing that it wasn't as bad as they made it out to be and that they actually like what they do and they like the growth opportunity and the growth potential of what's going on. And because they've cleaned up a lot of these other thoughts that they've had around this story or that story, and they've improved some of their communication skills, they're more excited about staying in the job, but now they have like a refreshed lens on their work situation. So that's also a complete possibility that can happen too. So whatever the end result might be is going to look completely different to everybody depending on their own unique situation. There is no right or wrong way on this, but it's recognizing deep down inside what it is that you really want and to give yourself that empowerment that you have the choice and the ability to produce that type of result. Okay, well, this is my whole spiel on what you need to do before you rage quit and just to give you a different perspective on how to go about those types of very sticky situations. I hope this episode resonates and struck a chord, especially if you're in that type of situation. Or again, if you know someone that could really benefit from this episode, please do share it with them. And 
look, if you want to take this work deeper and you're ready to really take the horns on your career in 2022 and drive yourself forward, I am working with clients one-to-one at the moment. You can book a complimentary risk-free call with me um, on my website, www.michellekyou.com and learn more about my program there. I work with my clients for a period of five months so that we make strides in their situation. We have a good plan forward. We're on track to getting that relief in their career and also to just getting them closer to that ideal work job environment that they're looking for. So I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. I hope that your 2022 is off to a beautiful start and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening today. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and want to take the work deeper, there are several ways to work with me. I work with my individual clients for a period of six months supporting them through various aspects, whether it's a career transition or with honing in on their own unique leadership style. Head to www.michelleku.com to learn more or follow me on Instagram at michelle.k.yu for more actionable tips and insights on how you can break limits in your career. New podcast episodes come out every week, so subscribe or join my email list. I'll see you all next time.